0: terrors podcast i am your co-host today kevin slash bucky here with my regular co-host diamond slash jason jason what's up um i am hanging out uh
1: looking forward to our guests and i'm gonna call it the midnight terrors pod 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 podcast
2: you didn't say the most important part. You're in your car now. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is that is important to note for sure.
2: Uh, is that why?
1: You, is that why? Is your camera on? But there's just no light
0: going yeah,
2: on. Yeah, it anymore? is. Yeah, it
1: is. But you can't see me. It. It's gonna be a cancer man situation. That's cool. Like from the X Files. You yeah, see it... me like lighting up a cigarette and um just love oh, it oh now
2: that'll be cool i'm looking forward to that don't let me miss that yeah yeah uh, that's... you'll just
1: see my my face light up um <laughs> yeah. just with the cigarette no that's cool
2: just... that's cool I... that you didn't like just turn off your camera which <laughs> probably would have been practical but you're, you're keeping it on so we could we could watch the the lighting of the cigarette
0: <laughs> yeah So, Jason, we're back. We're coming off the heels of our live event at Oak Road Brewery. So, thank you to everybody, including Mr. J, who came out and participated. That was a good time. And uh, this is our final episode for the month of October, and we're doing it in style because we're tackling not only one of the best uh, movies in the horror genre, but we have a very, very, very special guest here to do that with us. So... We are tackling the movie Poltergeist tonight, and we are first joined by Mr. J. Hello, Mr. J.
3: Hey, glad to be here.
0: Yes, sir, yes, sir. And we would also like to welcome our special guest this evening, Mr. Matthew Demerit, who you would know from the movie E.T. He is awesome. an actor. I'm sorry,
2: you mispronounced that. It's D. merit How many times that's did you right. tell you this? <laughs>
0: you went over this so many times. I know. We're all failing I, tonight. I got Jason, your back, man. Fuck him up, up. Fuck him Dude, up man. Jason, <laughs> Jason doesn't have his camera right. Uh, Mr. J doesn't shit. have his name right on his screen. And then I can't pronounce our guest's name. We just got to call this recording off, I guess. But uh, All
2: right. That was a little in-joke, audience. Uh, he, <laughs> I actually said I was cool with both pronunciations beforehand. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs>
4: And by the way, no, isn't my name? Okay. Give him
2: some shit. Oh, no problem. That's that's what I do. Isn't it cool? My my last name is awesome, huh? It's like a, it's a military punishment, but it's also just like a regular name.
0: <laughs> I actually was thinking that as I pronounced it, I was like, oh, <laughs> like a, a demerit.
2: <laughs> exactly. I and mean, you... how negative a connotation do you have to have next, dude? Right? I mean,
0: for yourself is and you gave, all of us, you, you, you gave us three demerits so far, so it's beautiful. <laughs> exactly. But we well, with... everybody
1: calls me everybody calls me Diamond because that's my last name. So that's, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, there it is. You,
2: you got Dustin Diamond, you got King Diamond, you're in good company. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't get any funny ideas about calling yourself King Diamond. Oh wait, diamond, there's DC. another
2: Diamond. Yeah, I know, right? Don't sing though, please. Try to protect my hearing. <laughs> there's another (laughs) diamond uh from fabulous baker boys michelle pfeiffer she played debbie diamond or something oh yeah oh yeah yep Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think all the all diamonds that i
0: know (laughs) oh that's beautiful uh but so we are here tonight with mr matthew demerit or matt demerit as we'll probably refer to him throughout the night and you know him from the movie E.T. He is an actor wow. slash stunt performer in E.T. in the E.T. suit on the movie. So, uh, And, and
2: E.T. itself is a horror movie, right? about Poltergeist. is. We're
0: going to get into that because... Yes. So, Matthew, first of all, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you here tonight. We've been working on this for like seven months now, and I'm glad we're finally doing this. But I remember meeting you at Horror Hound in Cincinnati... <laughs> and talking to you at your table and when you offered to be a guest so graciously offered to be a guest on our podcast you were saying to me well technically et is kind of a horror movie if you really yes. think about it and i'm like you don't got to convince me i believe it
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it like, could on, be on, on so many levels right okay what what were you going to say who said it could be
1: that would be uh, jason diamond yeah, yeah. Are, you,
2: are, are you ready to defend this it sounds like you we might have a contrarian here i'll fight him for you way. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: on the flip side mr j actually has a story tying into his background with the movie et which is why i asked him to join the show uh not just talk about the movie but mr j would you like to share your story no. <laughs> this is tying back to Matt, like. Thanks episode... for the nightmares. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> this is so... tying back to like episodes three and four where he brought this up. Oh
3: yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: it's I should have listened
3: to those. No one ever really believes it, but it's true. So I love horror. Always love horror. Grew up on it. Love drawing like pictures of Frankenstein's monster and the Wolf Man. Just draw like love and all that stuff the only movie that has ever messed me up is your fault. I believe it. I, oh, you don't, you don't think I've heard those stories before? <laughs> I, I'm i sure you have. I'm sure you have. And I mean, for my I, own-, my I'm own... Talking Oh, go ahead. Nightmares. Okay. Nightmares yeah. is oh, what really? I'm talking about. Like, years of nightmares. Like, not just a little bit. I remember running across the house to just- to just sleep on my parents' floor. I was so freaked out. <laughs> wow. How old were you when you first saw it? This was last year. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> it's been a okay, rough, then, it's been right,
0: rough. He's been He's being generous. Okay, okay been, that is just unique. Last weekend.
3: Matt, it's been really rough. <laughs> oh, wow. no, oh, this was. Beautiful. I need therapy. Yeah, <laughs> therapy is in was, order. That's right. I was probably six
2: okay that would make probably sense. six or seven sure yeah it could be it, you'd be traumatizing that age for sure oh it was
3: rough it was rough and I could not even then I'm like I, I I watch creature from the black Lagoon like all the time I watch all these other movies all the time but this is the one all he had to see parts of it one time
2: oh he'd lighting up a cigarette hold on everybody shut it right <laughs> oh.
4: yep everybody
2: shut <laughs> it everybody shut <laughs> it Oh man, I wish yeah. I a screenshot that one. That looked almost artistic. <laughs> there'll be another one. Good, coming, good aesthetics. Like <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Smoke away, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mr. J coming in hot, literally. With there'll as be another one. Just as so he sprints like toward you're supposed
2: to warn us, man.
0: <laughs> I would just so happy <laughs> to be looking at the screen. <laughs> oh my goodness, I was so not prepared for that. <laughs> okay, six. Okay, so you were six years
2: old. So six yeah, or seven. That, that would that would totally make sense.
3: Oh yeah, it was rough. I mean, rough. I remember, uh, golly, all these little scenarios in my head that I had, like, that he was just on my heels, and he's looking through the window, and he's, (laughs) like, I mean, I would get out of my room and run across the house in the middle of the night. Oh, okay,
2: so this is different. So E.T. was, like, a horror character. Yes. Like a villain.
3: Yeah, well, there yeah, was a lot of villains in that movie, sure. Um, you know, the well, government, well, well, of course, <laughs>
0: okay. You know, um, most people are scared of the government agents in ET. Yeah, no, I was Mr., as Mr. Well. J.,
3: Mr. J is, Mr. J is afraid of ET. ET got me, ET was, I didn't get it. Like, I was like, he's the color of poop, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and then he turns white, I'm that's a... weird, and then. The government agents. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. it instilled it instilled a healthy distrust in in mm-hmm. in our our officials, which you know, who, that's yeah. probably for the better. But yeah. um, yeah, I I mean, full on a a visceral reaction when I would see E.T. Yeah, right. well, that, I, yeah. that in the, the scene in the cornfield, you know, where he's yep. screaming
2: and yep. that oh, like, yeah. multiplying, that was definitely meant to be frightening. It so, was. Uh, I can, and I can, imagine I can having, confirm you. Yeah, so. totally. <laughs> I can imagine having a very traumatic effect on a six-year-old.
3: Especially My niece, one that grew up on a farm with corn.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what the hell were they growing corn for in California? <laughs> I never understood
4: that. You
2: that's know, that's not belief. like a, a – it's not a, a – it's not a typical crop in california no
3: i demand realism when i'm watching
2: <laughs> i demand an explanation why we <laughs> give drove-
3: it to no, me no we robert and henry and i we
2: we joke about uh the corn crop was to conceal the the weed that uh mary Smart. was growing in the background in the in the in the backyard but, uh, let's, look, I, but let's edit that part out
0: I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look at ET a very cut. different way when I watch it now. <laughs> I know, right? Now
3: that you've incriminated other people too. <laughs> well,
0: so so I'll say this.
1: I'll say this about ET. Um, the huh. the kind of backyard situation, um, which he said, like it it's uh, like seeing the Reese's pieces put out and everything, and then ET coming out. Um and uh the scene where they're like eating the pizza and then don't believe Elliot like it's it's kind of creepy man yeah like there uh-huh. is
3: it's, we it's likened, very creepy
0: we actually likened the ball being thrown back out of the shed to a scene from The Conjuring and I'm like wow they, oh, yeah. re- they replicated that and Et got there first
3: yeah oh scary oh, stuff good. yeah no, and yeah. If, I, if I'm on the farm and I throw something. <laughs> into one of the barns or the shed cornfield and it Mm -hmm. comes back at me Mm -hmm. that's not good that's not playful that's not fun um that's terrifying
2: yeah Yeah, i mean it's more terrifying the younger that you are for sure yeah and so now
0: nowadays uh now that josh or excuse me now that mr j is a grown man I chase them around <laughs> and I do the ET scream and everything and just go. Ehh.
4: So how long did it take you? To, over. To,
2: how long did it take you to actually watch the the movie in full? That
3: that suggests simple- that I have.
2: <laughs> uh, that makes me feel good. Uh, when I went to see Alien, I was nine. I remember hounding. My oh,
3: love I went.
2: It. I hounded my parents to go see that movie in the theaters. <clears throat> There's just something about it it was so so intriguing the ad campaign behind it it just i just i don't know i just i guess I want to be i subconsciously want to be really scared so i went with my parents and my sister and uh, uh, the scene with the um the chestburster blept out of the egg onto john hurt's face i remember being traumatized during that my sister and i were screaming during that but somehow my parents calmed me down enough to get to the chest burster scene. Then the the game was over on that one. I <laughs> we were just gone. We ruined the movie for everybody. That's well, so and that's
1: good. and no, that it's is one of my favorite movies. I love Aliens so much, yeah. the original. Um, and I love Aliens. Um, you know, the sequels, yeah. of course. Uh, like they're both fantastic. Um but yeah, I can I can oh, see why that would uh tear you up. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember up too. I was I was
2: hanging out with, I was hanging out with Robert McNaughton. We were watching it uh it was like 84, we were watching it and we were watching in his room and he saw me like shielding my eyes during certain parts, during the egg part, and 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 he's like, what, yeah. What's up with that? Why are you doing that? <laughs> You're 14, <laughs> why do you have a problem with it? I was like, I don't know, it's really scary. Leave me alone. Like, After. Yeah, yeah. No, and I I did it like the burster scene. I had to do that. And he was like, he was he gave me this quizzical look, like, dude, this is an awesome movie. Why are you shielding your
0: eyes? I could actually and see... then I had like finally I had to admit to him that I never made it to the end. That was <laughs> yeah, I, never made it to the end. I could actually see Robert being that way because we met him alongside you at Horror Hound, and he was joking with Henry Thomas, saying, like my mom went up to him and said, "Oh, by the way, you were my favorite brother in the in the movie." And he goes, "Go over to Henry Thomas right now and tell him that." <laughs> and he just want he just wanted to cause trouble. So, oh yeah, totally.
2: He's a he's a shit disturber for sure. I love that.
0: I love that he did. <laughs> right. So you kind of touched it? on. Uh, did she kinda, do it? She did do that actually. <laughs> nice. And nice, Henry nice. was just like. <laughs> all right um do you want my autograph or <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, that sounds so, like Henry
1: move
4: all right. on.
0: that was beautiful uh so you kind of touched on uh Matt our our usual startup question whenever we get a new guest on the show which is what was oh, yeah. your intro to horror like and what were the movies that got you
2: sure I mean that was uh okay well now let's go back a little bit my dad uh exposed me to creature of the black lagoon and all yeah. those like early horror movies that came on a, a channel called uh channel five they had a they had a show on channel five in la KTLA called um <laughs> a monster rally and it was just all black and white horror movies and creature of the black lagoon was probably the, the first one that that freaked me out. And if you can tell I mean looking back at on on hindsight in hindsight my dad he was getting that kind of joy of seeing me uh, have a visceral reaction to this film that he probably had the same reaction to when he was a kid. (laughs) So that was awesome. Yeah. So that would say it was, it was that. And um, I kind of horror didn't affect me as much as sci-fi. Like there was another show called um, Johnny Sacco and giant robot. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But that was a oh. japanese show and it came on a, a public access uh show he's in one of those uhf shows um is it uhf or vhf where all like all the channels are
1: um <clears> no throat> i'm throat> not i'm actually I think, not familiar with that yeah okay
2: yeah exactly i'm showing my age here uh, <laughs> but anyway <laughs> so i was really affected by that and that was you know it was basically the story of a boy and he acquires this this robot that's the size of a kaiju Nice. fights all these fights all these uh, yeah, other okay. kaijus like monster like uh like godzilla like monsters and stuff i was really really into that so whole i didn't like gravitate to horror and like cling to horror like other people have so i'm I'm actually i'm not a geek when it comes to horror so please don't like give me any trivia or no. or quiz. <laughs> <I don't laughs> well I'll just, I'll
0: just i'll just scrap these questions that i had over here that were all oh. trivia <laughs> <I have laughs> to do. Go, so though.
2: you're gonna have to improvise on this one bro <laughs> yeah.
0: No, we got uh, you. We got you. Those are they, yeah. those are both uh, good options. That yeah, that
2: good was the intros. first one. Creature, Creature of the Black Lagoon, w- yeah, was awesome. And then for some reason, Alien, just the ad campaign for Alien really intrigued mm. me to the point where I, I bugged the shit out of my parents that brought me to it, ruined their day. Ruined the day of everybody who was in that theater, and I really feel guilty about that, you know, because that would annoy the fuck out of me if I would to uh, yep a, a, a movie I took completely anticipated. I mean, we get two kids like completely freaking out. Yep. And but but anyway, yeah. So that was I finally I saw Alien all the way through. By the way, okay, I was uh, I was like fifteen or sixteen. Like
4: and somehow how, Robert Robert how cajoled do? me into
2: watching. <laughs> I did pretty good. I didn't realize <laughs> it was like. After the burster scene, it was there was it was fine. I mean, the you know, that was the that was the horrifying traumatic scene, the burster scene. Sure. And everything after that was just thriller, you
0: know. So you did okay um, when the alien popped the, out of the uh the pipeline or the yeah, the little yeah, tunnel totally. thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um there's that one scene with Veronica Cartwright and Yafek Koto where they get they get killed. That was kind of traumatic, but um it was just like the best thrill in the world after that. It's like I missed out on so much by being such a pussy and <laughs> not getting <laughs> that just for There we go. There
1: we go. Well, you know, um... I got a great
2: I got a great uh a story about that. Well, I don't know, how great it is. But... No, go for it. <laughs> when I um when I auditioned for uh for ET, that consisted of me going down to Carlo Rambaldi's studio in Northridge. He had a creature effects studio there. I didn't know anything about creature effects or anything like that. I didn't even know Carlo or Imbaldi was. But uh, Steven and Carlo were there. Some of the other um, guys on Carlo's staff were there. They they were in the background. So I met Steven and Carlo initially. And I remember when I first went in the door, there was this long uh, stairway going up to uh, the attic of Carlo's studio. And the first thing you could see was, well, two things you could see king chong's giant finger because he designed king kong's hand rick baker designed the rest as, as far as i know and um and you can see the alien head which carlo and Baldi designed because hr geiger kind of that was an epic fail on his part he couldn't get the alien head to articulate so they hired carlo to uh, hire to design that part of the alien So that was cool. I mean, it was, you know, I didn't freak out and run into that studio. I was just like, Oh, that, (laughs) that, uh, that's cool. I didn't like, why is that there? You know? And then I had a question about it and he, that's when he told (laughs) me that he designed it. So that was cool. So that was uh, 11 then.
0: Wow. That is, that is some mind blowing (laughs) stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, to see that thing in person was just like Mm -hmm. crazy.
0: Insanity. Well, uh, I mean, thank you for sharing your journey into horror, and we're glad that you uh, you got there because you actually picked the movie for us tonight. Uh, we're staying in the world of uh, Steven Spielberg a little bit by talking about Poltergeist. So, uh, what was the uh, what was the reasoning for picking Poltergeist tonight?
2: I don't know. I mean, I guess it was it was kind of random, but kind of also deliberate in a sense because that was right around the time of ET. I remember when we were filming ET. You know, when you're filming a movie, you see a lot of people like wearing the the promotional shirt sort of the the shirts that that um that people wore they worked on the set of working on a particular movie. I remember seeing poltergeist a lot. I was like, what the hell poltergeist? That sounds weird. That was as weird as poultry geist to me. I was just like, <laughs> What the hell? What the hell does poltergeist mean? It was really intriguing though, because it looked like you know, it was like it was do you remember the the Poltergeist logo and had like a little explosion coming off the P and then a little explosion mm-hmm. coming up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was like that kind of. So it was just very intriguing. So, yeah. So when it finally came out, I believe it came out um, a little earlier than ET. I was like, oh, I know that movie. Oh, this is a trip. It was a trip to see it like all compiled and turned into into like this very um, professional ad campaign, you know and it kind of explained a little bit about what poltergeist meant and it's you know this is ghost story
1: well i think with uh i think with uh poltergeist um it was kind of the first like kind of accessible horror movie um so it's it was something that everyone could watch yes is terrifying yes um but it's not so terrifying that like your thirteen year old could watch it or you know something like that and and that's actually one of the first horror movies um, that my my children have ever seen. My children are eight years old, um, so for them to see that and yeah. love it and enjoy it, uh-huh. um, I I I think it's just a um, it's just one of those things. It's um, not too over the top,
2: but yes, but but yet is totally over the top. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when they started to make the ratings board think oh, about yeah. like, what do we. What are we doing putting PG on a <clears throat> film that has a scene where a guy is tearing his face apart? Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah. A,
2: that's a Absolutely. really good effect too. Absolutely. that's a very realistic yeah. looking effect it,
1: yeah so it's 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 almost and and especially with um, my children being as young as they are like I'm I'm trying to kind of like ease them in to horror and not go too hard on it. Yeah. So just trying to find easy things for them to watch that they're not gonna like have nightmares about. Yeah. Um. So I went with uh the actually, we went with the mom. we went with
2: the movie that uh where a guy's tearing his face apart. <laughs>
0: Listen, it's no, that's it's a,
3: no ET. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> their, 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 their mom. Yeah. There's no gore mom, in ET. <laughs> that's a fair point. It doesn't need it. It's
3: terrifying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: the girls used to love ET. Uh, well, and they still love ET, and we still watch it all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's their heart. Yeah, so it's it's a, <laughs> they're heartless.
3: They're unflappable. <laughs> they can't be scared. <laughs>
1: well, you have to understand who their dad is. So
3: yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, he's an impressive specimen.
0: Well, I wrote I wrote this uh, I wrote this note down earlier when I rewatched the movie uh, yesterday to sort of prep for this. This movie is such a perfect walk along that fine line between very fantastical, very Steven Spielberg adventure movie like Uh E.T., while also throwing in like the ghost stories uh, and the horror elements in it, because Mm. we can go from like a really funny (laughs) scene or a fantastical scene to like the creepiest thing you've ever seen in your life in Poltergeist. Yeah, yes, yes. And uh, I know yeah, that there's there's always a lot of back and forth about who really had the heaviest hand in directing between Toby Hooper and uh, Steven Spielberg. And Mr. J, I actually wanted to throw that to you because I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm pretty sure Steven Spielberg did it." Which <clears throat> love Steven Spielberg, but I kind of feel like Toby Hooper had it in him to to do the directing that's in this movie. Do you agree with that?
3: Yeah, I feel like I heard a lot of comment on hooper doing a lot of it not that spielberg didn't do things but that he was focused on a few other um projects Mm -hmm. and hooper was a little more hands-on i thought that's what i had heard
2: yeah i (laughs) uh, the 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 main thing that i heard about that one i have a a couple trusted authorities is that that the first day of shooting toby and spielberg bielberg were giving a 50 50 an equal amount of directions and which is very unusual unless it's you know specifically stated that it's going to be co-directed um i mean toby was clearly listed as the director on this so yeah so i hear that beatrice straight uh lost patience with this almost within uh like when the 10 15 minutes of getting these directions this has to stop this is confusing. No one told us that this is going to be directed by two different people. We're getting two contradictory directions on, on how to play out the scene. And she just lost patience with it. Mm-hmm. And um, she's, she had some authority at the time. I mean, she's a pretty famous uh, stage actor, actress. And um, and I think that kind of then embarrassed Toby and, and Spielberg. And I think that's when Toby took over.
4: Oh, okay.
3: Gotcha.
0: okay. Yeah, had
2: you heard that? No. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Doesn't that sound like something that Beatrice straight would do? She'd be like, no, she <laughs> seems like kind of like no nonsense kind of person. And, right. uh, and yeah, and she just she just spoke her mind. She said, this has to stop.
0: Yeah, that's that's an interesting uh insight that's mm-hmm. definitely new to I think all three of us. And that's that's awesome to to have you on the episode for that, too. You know, having worked on a Spielberg movie to see that that input that he has on this one compared to, you know, the Toby the Toby Hooper influence is very cool. So yeah. Um, so what, let's, we'll sort of go around here. What was everybody's uh, first, like, watch of Poltergeist? Like, when'd you get into it? Um, I guess I'll start with mine. Jason actually can take the credit for this one. This was a movie that he introduced me to um, about a decade ago. Right, Jason? Oh, yeah. Uh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was I was a little bit older when I first uh <clears throat> when I first saw Poltergeist. And funny story, I watched it with Jason, my little brother and my nephew and uh my little brother was probably 10 and then Tim would have been Jason what like 6 or 7. Yeah, and
1: actually <laughs> um <laughs> what's funny is that uh we had your brother and we had Tim and we were going to watch it um at the house uh oh, we, with we, you your sister oh we watched yeah, it and,
0: <laughs> but you know yeah the story yeah, wound yeah up. <laughs> but
1: yeah but your sister was like you can't let them watch this I'm like come <laughs> on like it's this is like the most I mean there are really good horror movies um and This one is like super tame. Right. Um, Like it's, it's, it is scary, Mm. but it's not like this gory, super over the top thing.
0: Jason, to be, to be fair, you had recently also gotten in trouble for showing my nephew pet cemetery. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) That'll do it. My other sister called you and was just like, "Why would you show my kid Pet Cemetery? He's scared to go to sleep." But we got, we watched guys, and we got all the way to the last ten minutes. And then my sister Heather came in and said, "You can't watch this," and turned it off. So I didn't know how the movie ended for several years.
1: But I mean, but I mean, this movie, I mean, it's as much as it's that. It's a good horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that bad. It's not gory. There's no blood, like you know, but it, but it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's scary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I remember, I remember watching it uh, for the first time. I can't remember the first time that I watched it. Um, but I I do remember it like scaring me. Well, I mean, mean,
2: the the scariest part. Okay. I'm going to argue with you on the gore part. There was like maggots (laughs) coming out of a steak.
4: All right. And
2: And then the, 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 Face tearing scene that we talked about. Mm -hmm. So those were pretty intense. But the scariest part is they, they, as far as I know, they pioneered that scene where the you know someone's looking under the bed and then they go the other side of the bed and the clown. Oh yeah, and then the clowns there. (laughs) Yeah, that was that would probably be the most, the scariest one because that wasn't as much of a cliche at the time. But I would agree with you. I mean, it's especially today. Today's context is not scary
1: at all.
0: And I I would just say. go ahead jason go ahead no no no. i was
1: just gonna say i was just gonna say with like my girls and everything like i'm i'm not trying to like get them into like crazy horror um but just you know kind of easy ones like something like this or um you know just things that are not like crazy stupid or, or or just crazy over the top yeah um and they love it
0: yeah and uh also i have a note uh matt while you were talking about the clown i have a note in my phone while watching this that says much Uh like the annabelle doll no way in hell would i ever bring this fucking uh clown (laughs) into my house
2: (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) like this thing is terrifying um yeah no this this movie is a pioneer of a lot and i was actually having a conversation with my mom earlier about how much this movie has been referenced in just pop culture in general. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. You know, obviously the there here is, you know, yeah. an iconic line and the yeah. beast and, you know, Zelda Rubenstein in here. Um, It's just an iconic movie. And Mr. J, when did you first get around to seeing Poltergeist?
3: So I don't remember my first time all the way through it. I'm trying to think back. I remember loving it. I remember. Um, it's funny how I remember more recent viewings of it more than I remember my first time with it. I feel like it was an interesting movie that did a did kind of a cool job kind of partially telling the story through a more childlike lens, but then also a more adult lens at certain parts because there was like a playfulness to it at times and um, an excitement. It didn't like start off just evil, you know? And I thought that was interesting i I will say I think I watched it again a few times over the last couple of days, and the the their here line is so good. Yeah. and yeah, it is. it's better than I remember it mm-hmm. because it's been it's been done to death and it feels so sincere and not cringy over the top and it feels almost like not almost i think a lot of movies try to come up with their own version of that and the you can feel the score just just building to it then they end up saying something that feels so forced or what they're saying doesn't feel forced but how they're saying it does and that felt like a genuine like delivery from heather o'rourke
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah uh, she she doesn't she doesn't um she doesn't go over the top with it nope. um she's just sitting there looking at the fuzzy you know video on the screen and she doesn't go crazy with it she's nope. she's like dumb.
3: She, here. yeah yeah she it's almost like they're, sounds they're... like she's a little anticipatory or oh an, yeah totally anticipates they're what's like going on. they're like friendly to her it's yes like a, yes it's
2: that scene from exorcist exorcist where linda blair is like talking to her mom about the ouija board how she met this captain guy howdy. captain howdy right yeah.
3: yeah yeah it's like yeah there's like a, zero threat
2: yeah zero threat exactly it,
3: it's like well, well this i think, is fun i think the <laughs>
0: Rewatching watching it I think what's cool about it is the whole movie has that that vibe of uh just childlike naivety to it like even the way the movie starts yeah. I love the way we're introduced to the family and the house by the dog walking from room to room it's just like oh what's this what's that what's love this that. you know and like then yeah. we meet the kids and Heather O'Rourke we we experience a lot of the ghost <laughs> stuff through her and yeah. she doesn't see anything harmful in it and it again that's that like paradox of the movie where it's like oh this i can't stop looking at this this is so like magical but then it just f- gets flipped on its head as the movie goes on and you're like oh this is some dark shit
2: yeah 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 and then you realize like in hindsight how stupid the mom is you know it's like she experiences <laughs> that the 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 kitchen scene where the 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 the, ta- the chairs stack yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and oh and yeah she's, she's like she, i mean because that was that was a legit scary scene oh yeah back even even today it's, it's kind of scary the way they did that they did that very well but then later that night she's like she's like a she's dopey hippie pot smoker she's like yeah. hey carolyn let's just let's do this cool thing where we put you on the floor and this like energy force just drags you across the floor and let's not be worried <laughs> about that at all it's just it's just really cool and trippy. Um, and then you know, she's as, as naive as her daughter.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that is followed up by kind of a interesting scene because the mom then introduces the dad to that and, you know, shows him what's going on. And then mm-hmm. when they have the mosquito bites, they go over to the neighbors and they're just like, there's weird stuff going on. Like, <laughs> right. like they're like losing their sanity to it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, is this supposed to be funny or is it supposed to be creepy?
2: yeah it was a little bit of both and they did that well definitely Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and uh i i was lucky enough i just got to see this movie on the big screen last year um mr j did you go to that as well
3: regrettably i did not
0: oh boo uh but watching this on the big screen especially like this movie (laughs) visually still to this day like just insanely good looking like it (laughs) it looks like it could have been made in the last few years still like it's like a timeless movie and i
2: yes yeah, i i applaud yes. i applaud them mm-hmm. for that <laughs> sure yeah and even the fake uh the the you know the fake special effects scenes are have an aesthetic about them they're they're really interesting the, and yep. you know they're not off-putting you know it's mm-hmm. just like oh well, it's just you can see they did that with a green screen or something like that but they did it very well you know mm-hmm. so you can appreciate it mm-hmm.
0: and i know an yeah just, i know an
1: aesthetic that some of the simple things um like the tables and the chairs moving, it's mm-hmm. just like so simple, like it's yeah, yeah. and somebody I'm guessing was pulling it along with a string or or you know yeah. a rope or whatever, but yeah. it looks good it, it looks so good
0: and I know an aesthetic that Jason's enjoying in the movie is all of the uh, all of the Star Wars merchandise in the kids' room,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing of you always bring up
1: <laughs> yeah yeah because it's Spielberg and um just even there's just little tiny things where the kids are turning over and they've got a action figure in their mouth or whatever and it's like a Luke Skywalker um you know figure or whatever um and of course you know Spielberg and Lucas are friends so it's it's really cool to just just stupid shit <laughs> yeah yeah i always appreciated
2: that star wars et tie-in you know it's Me? like
3: the, <laughs> yeah
2: I uh, that star wars tie-in totally totally i mean just the, the E.T. I'm, I'm, I'm uh <laughs> switching the the subject here but but yeah the star wars figures in et you know it's like Jesus. How many millions did Lucas get from that? <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, but it works. It's not real cringy, you know. What I mean, it's not yeah. like you know, Coca Cola or Burger King. It's like eh, yeah. And <laughs> then and then and it's like I don't know if Lucas is paying him back or or whatever in Phantom Menace where he has the. The scene in the center with the, the ET
1: With the ETs, yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: I don't, you know what? I love that because I don't have a lot of, when I do those, the autographs to the shows and stuff, I don't have a lot of taglines. You know, it's just like, I have like two or three.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, one is beer good instead of be good. <laughs> but the other one is, the other one is may the beer be with you. And everybody gets a kick out of that one because it's like, that's. <laughs> you know it references my most famous scene in in ET but also it's like it references the Star Wars ET tie-in which is pretty explicit you know
1: oh that's right. absolutely and of course you, I'm gonna go... well and it's funny and and, then... and speaking of that like in in ET uh just when they're walking around um the Yoda uh yeah. that comes walking comes walking along is just like man these guys are <laughs> yeah <laughs> these guys are buddies like yeah you yeah know, it's, pretty- it's just lucas and spielberg just you know <laughs> loving each other and um you know just yeah, putting out these little yeah uh, exactly. it's cute little things yeah
0: yeah yeah you those are always fun uh tie-ins and again just just the the setup of the house in this movie is uh is fantastic um and uh I mean, but you talk about the visuals. Let's we brought it up a few times. Let's talk about that face melting scene and the uh the rotting steak and the maggots <laughs> and the chicken leg and <laughs> and the face melting uh initial reactions when you first saw that, because that comes out of nowhere.
2: <laughs> I mean, I was uh I was pretty horrified by it. I when I found out I mean, I found out later reading a Star Log or magazine that Spielberg said that he actually he was underneath that face and he was doing the tearing and you can kind of see from the angle of the arms is really kind of like awkward you know it didn't look it didn't look supernatural I was like oh yeah that kind of, kind of makes sense so every time I see that scene from now on it's a very real, realistic looking effect but you could totally you know I see Spielberg right under that that prosthetic just tearing it up and having a good time
0: <laughs> that's beautiful Jason did this scare you when you first saw it uh
1: yeah basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there were there were a lot of things that
1: scared me. Um I you know, of course I've talked about it on on the show quite a few times um that I I did not get into horror or anything like that until I was much yet, much older. Um so seeing this stuff or or uh, there were a lot of things that you, when i saw them i was just like oh shit <laughs> like <laughs> they, just that just messed me up um and i just had a lot of fun with them and uh of course after the initial shock of everything then mm-hmm. going going back into it like i had so much more fun with it uh i i learned to love horror and of course, this is why we're here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there there was a lot of initial things that uh, just like I could not uh, get on board with, or that uh, you know kind of messed me up.
0: And uh, now they're like my favorite things. So. <laughs> and Mister J, how'd you do with with this scene when you first when you first saw it?
3: It kicked things into higher gear for me. <laughs>
4: yeah
2: that's true because it definitely went from i mean pg to r but it was still a pg film Mm -hmm.
3: i thought they 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 got such um a wide variety of types of scares and i i just i don't know i i can appreciate the restrictions they imposed on themselves but also love that they kind of um were able to do the job within them and then pushing the boundaries a little bit. And I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I think back to that movie and it's like, how did they get away with this? Yeah. And, and, but in a positive way, it just, it still felt like a big budget kind of, it didn't feel like, like this underground, you know, movie. It, Mm. It felt like this, big budget type deal that happened to have subject matter that was a little more a little more scary a little a little bit different
2: yeah um, yeah and i yeah. bet they they had to pull some strings probably back then they had we to. just don't know about because it's like Dude, they, had okay, to, if if they yeah because if they if they if they if it was an R, I I I could have seen spielberg and 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 other people saying no, that
3: means we're just not going to get the audience on this. No, and I mean so I don't pro- even know if Spielberg would have entertained doing an R movie at that point. I feel like sh- was no. it was it Schindler's List like his first R? Oh, was it? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that, yeah, that, I, that's I, that's I believe different. so. Uh-huh. Sure. I mean, because I mean, in that you know, for us in in our world, that's not that you know that, that's not a crazy deal. Yeah, but in their world, of course, they're sure they're kind of being asked to turn out a product that's going to have some commercial viability mm-hmm. and sure. so and I, he probably and a, ratings going to absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
2: and he's very articulate i'm sure he he, he made his case in a very articulate spielbergian way you know sure. they, mm-hmm. they did probably did entertain the idea of, of making r because of that one scene um <clears throat> But uh, I remember in 84, do you remember, uh, well, I know you guys are too young. It was before you were born, probably. But Gremlins um, was the first
3: movie
1: that no, was. No, I'm not too young. I love Gremlins. Okay, cool. Rockin',
3: Ricky Rialto.
0: Yeah, 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 I was, I was, yeah, I'm the young one on here. These these two over here okay. are, uh, nope, are definitely out there. I'm
3: my retirement as I speak.
2: Gremlins was Fair the one, like it didn't have any gore at all. It didn't have any nudity. no not really and language wasn't a problem but it was so intense that yep. the children were freaking out and that's when that's actually what inspired the ratings board to come up with pg-13 yep. i don't know if you do you remember that i do yeah so those two years after after poltergeist you know so i mean the it doesn't make none of it make any makes any sense really yeah um i don't think well and today... i was go ahead
1: i was under the understanding that um poltergeist was kind of part of their as well because yeah. there because really at the time it was either like PG or it was R. There was like no PG yeah. thirteen, right? Right. Like
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So it was like uh poltergeist kind of rode that line
4: mm-hmm.
1: and um I don't think that <laughs> that was the the reason that the 13 yeah came out but mm-hmm. it was kind of like why <laughs> there was like kind of that line?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You use it as a reference or a benchmark, but it's weird that they, it was after Gremlins that they that <laughs> that's when they decided to impose it. Because I mean, comparatively, um, pretty tame compared to, oh, to yeah. older guys.
1: And I was gonna, yeah, say and Mr. I, Mr. and I I love I love Gremlins, and uh, I just listened to. Um, one of our friends uh, that has another podcast that we guest on all the time, yeah. um, they just did an episode on Gremlins 2. And yeah. I was laughing the whole time because Gremlins awesome. 2 is hilarious. And That's awesome. the first Gremlins is a great Christmas movie. I always watch it around Yo. Christmas yes. because it it technically is a Christmas movie. Maybe a future
0: my kids episode coming in December, Jason. Yeah
1: it really holds yeah up. there you
0: go
1: <laughs> um, the, the last show yeah, that it's did, really
0: great
2: the last show that i did joe dante was a guest and i was just so i remember it was like it was They had two prominent guests it was richard dreyfus and joe dante i wanted to meet both of them but you know i didn't want to impose on them but they were de- it was definitely one of those shows where it's like oh are you lighting up again <laughs> what is what is that did i miss another light up <laughs> are you guys paying attention
0: did you light up another cigarette, Jason? Oh, there we go. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you need to pause so we can take a screenshot. <laughs> but uh, I told you guys. Mr... I'm
1: the fucking cancer man.
0: I know. Mr. J, yeah. you actually stumped me a little bit before because you said when you said that Spielberg's first R film was Schindler's List, I was thinking back, I'm like, is it? Because in my head, and Matt, you brought up a good point. It's weird that Gremlins was the, the threshold where they decided that they needed to do another rating because mm-hmm. about a decade before that, Jaws comes out. And I always forget that's not a rated R movie. Yeah. I'm just like, how? How did that make it to a PG rating? Yep. <laughs> but Yeah, then... because
2: the, there's a scene of the, the decapitated head falling out of the boat. and mm-hmm. And I mean, there's... There's bloody scenes. There's not really gory scenes, but there's intense bloody scenes before that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can imagine that definitely getting earning an R rating.
0: Oh, yeah. I think these days it would, but back in the 70s, I guess they were just like, nah, it's fine. Yeah.
2: Exorcist well, somebody,
1: corrected, it. somebody correct me. Hmm. So I've watched Jaws recently, and the the final scene, or or close to the final scene, um, where he goes to shoot the shark, he says, Smile, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've been watching it on TV. Does he actually say, son of a bitch, or do they take the shot? Yeah, the shot.
2: His, yeah. The, yeah. shot the shot. Smile, well, uh, you son of a, uh, like a and then the shot the, the, goes off.
3: Yeah, it bleeps yeah. the bitch. I think it does. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. S- all just I, so we're all clear, I did look it up. Um, yeah. Apparently, Spielberg did a movie called amblin it was a little short film and that was somehow rated r but it was a little short film um but the his first feature film being r was schindler's list followed Mm. by amistad oh yeah okay and then munich gotcha gotcha so there we are i know there's a lot of amblin (laughs) fans out there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on this podcast Matt being sure. one of them Matt's <laughs> way into Amblin yeah that's beautiful
0: well I think uh, you know we've talked about a lot of characters for Poltergeist we'll just hit on a few more things about the movie Um, we can't talk about Poltergeist and not talk about uh Tangina Tangina or Tangina <laughs> Zelda Re- Rubenstein <laughs> yeah Zelda yeah,
3: Zelda, yep.
0: yeah. <laughs> I've heard it said Freak both ways out. that's why I said that what'd you say?
3: Freak my wife out Oh really? Yep.
0: Wow, she's supposed to be the comforting one, man.
3: I know. <laughs> We're a pair, aren't we?
0: Wow, you're sc- so Mrs. J is scared by Tangina and or Tangina, and you're scared, <laughs> and That's you're scared crazy. by ET.
3: Yes. Jason, although, movie, I will probably the own, I'll probably own the ET one more than show. She'll just be like, "Yeah, I think, I think, Tangina like freaked me out a little as a kid or something." I'll straight up go, "No, no, ET was horrifying, <laughs> terrifying, N- nightmare fuel." We've
0: talked about this, <laughs> <laughs> Jason. How is it what actually it? pronounced? What
2: was it? yeah. How is it pronounced? How is it I actually did, pronounced did... in the
0: movie? <laughs> I think it's, I think Tangina. Well, that's a third option. Yeah, You you just added a third one, Tangina. I'm looking it up. Okay, thank you. (laughs) But she... I thought I knew everything about the movie, but I forgot her name. I know, right? I had it in my head, and then it just... My brain shut down for a minute, but uh, Mm. she's one of the best characters, like, ever introduced in a movie. She is... uh, Oh, yeah. I mean... She's supposed the, to be comforting, but I guess uh, I guess mm. Mrs. J uh, saw it a different
2: way. Mm. Well, she's intense. I mean,
3: did, was she put off by her intensity, Jay? She might have been put off uh, by her intensity and her very particular character. Yeah, where she walks in very confident in certain things, speaking of certain things, it's mm. it. I, it might have just been unfamiliar to her as a, as a kiddo.
4: Yeah.
3: Mm. Everyone else is scared. She's not as scared, and then there are times she's more scared than the rest of the family, which yes. of course is there on purpose so that we go, mm. "Oh crap, they're not smart enough to be scared." Yeah, like she knows what's up, which is very scary. Yeah. So in yeah, the movie- I
2: remember it was very heart wrenching when she was she was telling uh, Craig T. Nelson to threaten Carol Ann with yep. spanking. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I I remember that. Yeah, I was intense. Yeah, because you know. he, he wasn't, you know, that kind of father, you know, and they and and they reacted to it. It was so great. The way they they react to it. it was very it was very natural. So, yeah, very intense character that woman.
0: Oh, yeah. And I love her monologues in the in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. especially like probably my favorite scene in the movie is just because Mr. J hit up an important point here where there's a lot of different scares in here. There's the jump scare. There's the practical effects. There's the verbal scene that's just meant to instill creepiness and my favorite scene in the movie is the verbal introduction of the beast where Tangina's talking about there's this other spirit into to, to uh, carolyn it's just another child uh-huh, right, uh but to right. us it's known as the beast and i think that scene is amazing and yes. super super creepy
2: yeah totally yeah because it's like yeah it, um... It's like what the, you mean the devil, The devil himself. Yeah. Shit.
1: <laughs> <It's really laughs> heavy. Um, what were you going
0: to well, say? In, in in,
1: well, I was going to say in in the first one, she has a verbal conversation about it, like saying like who this guy is, or you know what this creature or or you know whatever you want to call it, whatever it is, this entity. Um, and then they kind of expand on it in the second one and I actually really like in the second one uh the the preacher that kind of hey, uh- uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> I, I really like him um i I think he's a really cool character that you know kind of expands on <laughs> what what the original kind of concept or idea was Mm -hmm. and then later on you know they go on and you know you know kind of flesh him out as a real character and when he walks up to that door for the first time and seeing him like he is creepy as fuck yeah (laughs) he's got that he's really good Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah and uh you know, I guess as we bring it home on, you know, Poltergeist, we'll just, we'll talk about, you know, just a few moments at the end. Because, I mean, this this movie has such a great, you know, psych moment with, you know, we think that the house is clean. We got Carol Ann, Carol Ann back. We've seen the beast and it's been, you know, van- or, you know, banished from the house, whatever. And then, you know, you only moved the headstones. So we're going <laughs> to see all these creatures come out. Um, the bodies in the pool still super grosses me out.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the portal scene when the closet finally opens up and it's that like regurgitating like I don't even know what to call it. It's just Skeleton that portal spider
2: creature. Yeah. It, oh no, I see what you're saying. They uh, yeah, it look yeah, like yeah. a trachea.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It looks like a throat basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't even. Yeah. I don't even know if trachea is the right word. Um, it's. <laughs> You're right. It it kind of does look like that, but like, uh, it's just like a, uh, damn, I don't I don't even know how to say it. Um, yeah, it looked like looks,
2: the inside of a wall. or something.
1: Like, kind of looks like a badge too. <laughs> like a what? <laughs> like a badge as well?
3: Oh, <laughs> the vaginal you're, canal. You're yeah, not, there's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for making that more classy. I'm,
1: <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm sorry i
3: i, I want to uh, isolate that so badly and just have deep struggling I, I, to say
2: i want to light up a cigarette
4: right now
0: The i could have said now's it. now's the time worse. to light up a cigarette i yeah i will <laughs> take a clip of that and put it on our instagram where go. it's that's, just that clip <laughs> that's
2: the teaser yeah i was like what do you see saying badge yeah oh, we
3: can.
0: badge Holy yeah, shit. we get we get ET on on the but podcast, right? and what does Jason right? do? He's talking about comparing the <laughs> portal in the house to a vag. I break <laughs>
2: this
3: immediately yeah oh, well I'm that's true saying. that like
2: carol ann was covered in like after birth
3: when she came out of that it, it portal, right, right? Yeah. well it, it does it. seem yeah. like it was a pretty heavy-handed implication there that yeah she totally birthed yeah. back into absolutely the art physical plane. so i mean i think it's fair i think that's, yeah. that, that's yeah. fair it thing. is
2: it totally is sorry for shaming you for
0: thinking of vagina
1: <laughs> no no
0: it's okay
1: um this i'm is only always...
0: shaming
3: him for not saying it's it. okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is always where jason's mind is when we podcast <laughs> I, i'm terrible all the time um
1: but i'm saying like because even just like you said like when they come out of the ceiling like they're covered in like you know like kind of like afterbirth, and they gotta put them in the bath and yeah. and you know wash them off mm-hmm. and that's the same yeah. thing you that you do with a baby yeah. like when the baby is born amniotic like, fluid yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. When a baby is born, like you gotta, you know, take them out, like their back and
0: sorry, Mister J, know. did you just say spiritual amniotic fluid? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, let's make it family friendly. It's ectoplasm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this, there we go. This there slime go. in the world wig. We, we can't explain. <laughs>
0: Jeez. But, uh, uh, but yeah, well, yeah, I mean,
1: basically that kind of that kind of
0: feels yeah to yeah. Need follow. we say anything else about how amazing Poltergeist <laughs> is? Like, I feel like that's just the note to end on with the movie discussion. Is there any so other good. points that you all wanted to hit on before we, uh, um, before we end the Poltergeist talk? It's a great movie. You should watch it this October, and uh, it's a classic for a reason, and it's great. The one more thing that I do want to
1: say is that that white, uh, kind of spider creature whatever Uh, you want to talk about yeah or whatever you want to call it at the top of the stairs is like one of the most terrifying things that i've ever seen
0: that's the beast Uh, isn't it
2: yeah that was a good effect and that is in in hindsight that probably
1: is the beast right i'm thinking
4: that's how i took it yeah
1: yeah yeah that's what i always took it as yeah it's that that was kind of the beast um but but yeah man that thing at the top of the stairs and uh it and it actually kind of looks like the faces from um Indiana Jones.
2: Yes. Oh yeah. my god, yes, that was one of the most that's a I mean, you know, it's not a horror movie, but that's one of the greatest horror scenes. Oh yeah there it goes there's the lighter. He's smoking up smoke <laughs> up him if you got yeah.
0: him. <laughs> smoke if you got him. There Mr. J, you got uh, or Matt and Mr. J you have any uh closing thoughts on poltergeist?
2: uh i i don't think so i mean i i mean we could always do an episode two on poltergeist and, t- and talk about its flaws just like we could do that with et yeah. and alien and all that that would be an interesting sequel but no i mean for right now I, I i would rather endorse it encourage people to watch it and yeah. Watch it in good fun. Don't expect to be too scared. Maybe, I mean, if you want to be scared, you know, make your baby watch it or something. I don't Maybe.
4: know. <laughs>
3: like like Find Mr. someone's Jaden. baby.
0: Yeah. Not your not your own. Go get Not someone your else's own baby. And... Find someone
3: else's baby.
2: But yeah, no, no. Wholeheartedly. It's their adore... therapy bills to
3: worry about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll be paying for those later. No, I, yeah. I think uh I just want to say that part two was so solid and that in the horror world there's often just such a big drop off i think publicly between the you know part one part two and part (laughs) two is such a solid follow-up that i'd say man watch part one enjoy it and then cruise on into part two baby
2: cool all right all right we're all endorsing part two
3: there we go there's our
2: sequel
0: episode right there Mm Uh, So that's our talk on uh, Poltergeist. Um, I wanted to open up the floor in case uh, any three of us have uh, questions for you, Matt, if that's all right. Sure. Um, Mr. J, you want to go first? I know that uh, you might have had a little bit of
3: a time crunch. Did you want to go first? I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been an honor to meet you and have you on here. And it's got to be just a – I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's got to be just so trippy that you've contributed – to so many people's lives and so many of their even just foundational childhood memories like it's it's because of you and so that's got to be kind of a fun
2: oh yeah i mean that's thing. one of the reasons why i do these shows is like you know everybody's got a, you know the same but also a very different story about et has impacted their lives and how how far it goes back into their their childhood and how it helped them i mean you get the other half too it's like freaked them the fuck out but you know eventually eventually they were able to make not, it to the end that's right not, get over naming,
0: the hump. not naming any names or anything not naming any names no i mean, seriously
2: we do have a large percentage of the people that i meet at the show are people like that but they eventually they got over the hump and then they the to want to meet me and ask me questions and stuff like that, so that's cool. So it's like you know they're not completely soured on it just because it it it
3: fucked no, them
0: up. And then yeah. no,
3: you <laughs> are redeeming the et name. Yeah, so it's, no, it's cool. No, I appreciate it, Mister J. Thank you. Absolutely, brother.
0: Awesome. Mr. Well, J., did, Mr. You, Mr. J., uh, J., did you wanna, did you want to did you want to hang out, Mister J, or did you have to go? I actually
3: have to jet, but thank you guys so much.
0: Of thank course, you, brother. Jay. Thanks for joining Good man. To me, buddy. Y'all have a fun Love you, brother. Love, Love you. Love you, buddy. Okay, talk back. to you later love y'all
1: bye. bye later jason you want to go next yeah um matthew i was just gonna ask um you know like how how did you find the role mm-hmm. and so i was okay go ahead go ahead no, no no go ahead
2: okay so uh when i was um i, I was my disability is a birth defect I was born without legs so I didn't lose my legs so after I was born the doctors were trying to figure out how we how is he gonna get around it's gonna be a wheelchair is gonna be prosthetic legs or whatnot and so they sent me to UCLA medical clinic which had a rehabilitation center where they were like figuring this all out how is he gonna move around they saw i could move around on my hands and that was good that's the way i got around in the et costume um they saw i could get around on a skateboard which was also good but they thought it has to be something better than this you know so they so they fit me with prosthetic legs and i i messed around with the, those for a couple years um wheelchair could also work but it was also a little cumbersome because the wheelchair wheelchair technology back then was pretty lame you know the wheelchairs were heavy yeah they did they certainly didn't look cool not as cool as a skateboard right <laughs> right <laughs> so there were like four different modes of transportation so anyway getting to universal studios they somehow some brain box at universal studios figured they could call one of these rehabilitation centers where where they're you know short people and people without legs and whatnot and see if they could be um you know, if they could fit in the et costume and do anything with it they probably didn't think anything anybody without legs uh that wasn't the, what first came to mind they were thinking like midgets and dwarfs and stuff that was the terminology at the time <laughs> sure um and so one of my doctors said well we have a, a kid with no legs here he walks on his hand, hands he could stand on his hands um, he could lift up his torso and he could use his hands as his feet. And so they thought, like, oh, that sounds interesting. So they, the doctor gave my number and they called my mom and asked them if I would be available to do an audition in Northridge and meet Carlo and, and Steven. That's how I got the part basically.
1: There we go. That's and, very cool. Yeah. 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 yeah what are, and, what are, um, just just kind of like in the same vein um one of my daughters like she was uh born with like club and uh rocker foot and <laughs> like had all these um you know kind of disabilities um with her feet and yeah. they told us that she would never walk yeah. um and we got her in casts and uh you know started just working with her um for a long time and she got up and she went along and uh she's great now um and we've had we've had people you know ask us like hey can she do this and do that um and so it's kind of a little bit of a similar situation Mm -hmm. um i know it's i know it's not you know the same thing but um But still, no. That's that's a
2: a legitimate handicap. She had to learn to walk with two deformed feet, basically, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: Absolutely. No, that's a that's Um, a that's a huge obstacle to overcome. So she has braces. Does she have braces, or she just eventually was able to um, acclimate to acclimate her legs to walk?
1: Um, not anymore. Um, so uh, initially she did have braces, and she was casted until she was like three to four years old and they told us she would never walk you know Uh and she just she just got up and with the cast on and then she did have to do braces for a little while and Mm -hmm. she just got up and just started rolling oh nice Um, that's awesome yeah yeah I love Um, hearing stories like that yeah so we were so proud of her Um, but no
0: yeah that's incredible incredible stories absolutely and um, Matt, I know that you kind of referenced it earlier. You, your icon, like one of your iconic scenes is the scene where ET is drunk in the in the kitchen, and you know, kind of waddling around after drinking the beer. Hence the the taglines that you put on, you know, some of your uh, some of your headshots. And I know that uh, I think my mom actually purchased one of those, and you wrote, uh, "May the beer be with you." So that's a prized oh, yeah. possession of hers. Awesome. Um, how? And I was trying to read it. I read an interview earlier where you were talking about, you know, in the suit, it had said that you had a hole in the chest area where you could look out and then E.T.'s head sort of balanced on top of your own head. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There were like uh, slits in the chest where I could make out where I was going so I could navigate myself. Gotcha. And uh, they set the head on top of my head.
0: Okay. And uh, I mean, what, it, what is the, what is it like being inside that suit from from your experience like was it like kind of did you panic a little bit or was it pretty comfortable because i had also read that steven spielberg was checking on you to make sure you were okay
2: yeah there was a you know everybody was 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 concerned because you know it's funny the the latex recipe back then was worse than it was today so it's like latex shrank back then and Mm. so each each time we put on the costume It was harder and harder to get on. So I think they're oh, a little, geez. they're they're panicking a little bit. It was like it was dawning on on special creature effects artists that the latex there's something wrong with latex, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas it didn't it wasn't um it wasn't stable basically. So but they didn't what, what were they gonna do? Like make a whole other costume. So they just had to deal with it. So I think for that reason, like the concern became greater and greater every time they put on the costume. And of course, I mean, they can see it was soaking wet every time they took off the, the costume. So they knew latex wasn't very <laughs> breathable fabric, you know? So, I mean, they were, they were concerned cool. about that. And then it's funny, you know, it's like they're in a lot of ways, movies. I don't know about today, they're a little bit more cautious today, back then, they're just flying by the seat of their pants. You know, it's like, cause what they, what they should have thought they should have a little bit more pre planning. It's like, okay, how do we create a cooling system? That will fit within the costume that will, you know what I mean? It's like dry ice is pretty low-tech solution. How about that one?
4: <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> why, you yeah. know,
2: but even the technology, I'm sure they could have done, you know, I'm sure they could have rigged something up to, to cool me off, but they just they didn't really think about that kind of stuff back then, you know. It yeah. was all about you know, budget and getting things done quickly. And you know, these are like kind of like after the fact thoughts. So so I mean, the solution was to keep shooting uh limited to you know five to ten minutes at a time where Mm -hmm. i was in the costume and check on me periodically to make sure i wasn't dead and (laughs) and blow some air take the head off and like blow some hair air down the costume and um and cool me off but you know that was that was basically it i mean that was the experience of doing it it was no more than 10 minutes at a time it was it was hot it was like a sauna but i mean it it wasn't unbearable
0: no gotcha that's very cool. And uh, it sounds like you had like a really good dynamic with, you know, people like Robert and Henry and Stephen and um, even D. Wallace behind the scenes. Was that pretty accurate behind the scenes? Everybody was uh, just a big family in real life? Uh,
2: kind of. I, I was, you know, I joined two weeks in, so it could have been like an outside looking in kind of thing because everybody established their chemistry and doing the rehearsals and and had established relationship, but i tell you one good thing about robert and henry is they they're really good people mm-hmm. because despite that you know they could have um just gone on with the the chemistry that they had with the the, the cast at, at the time but instead they were visiting my trailer very early on and saying hey hey you know, they were introducing themselves basically and saying, let's kind of create some kind of mayhem, you know, let's get, let's get some, some thinking, why are you hanging out in your trailer the whole time? You know, I mean, <laughs> we understand, you know, it's kind of cool. You think you're a movie star and whatnot, you know, it's kind of new experience, but it's like, no, come on, let's, let's kind of like, let's, um, let's, um, knock some shit over. There we so go. <laughs> I really, I really appreciated that. So it was just basically, it was, it was Robert and Henry and I. And Henry didn't have a lot of movie experience. Robert was was experienced uh, mainly in stage, but he hadn't done a lot of movies at that time. So we had that commonality as well. We were all around the same age, and we all had kind of the kind of the same personality. So, yeah, I really appreciated their attention to you know to visiting me and, and establishing some kind of chemistry where we could create our own kind of like group. And awesome.
0: um, yeah so it was yeah, cool. and you guys carry that dynamic when you're <laughs> when you're hanging out at cons. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's why I do these
2: things is like you know, just getting together with them, having an excuse to get together with them and just and just you know live like it was old times, you know is, mm-hmm. is just such such a great thing. Uh, that's why I love doing these shows
0: and uh that ties into the last of uh two questions that I have for you before we get out of here. Um, sure. I know that uh, you know, again, we've we've talked uh, you know, offline or off the air uh, that you're doing uh, you know, more shows uh these days. So how has getting into the con experience been for you? Has it been uh, you know, what you expected, or how has it been meeting all these all these people and just being immersed in uh what it is to be at a con, especially something like a horror con like Horror Hound or the one you just did in Virginia?
4: Mm-hmm
2: it's all pretty new to me. I mean, still, I'm still kind of getting my head around, you know, what is this all about? And like, I'm constantly flabbergasted by the, the top tier of guests that, that attend these things, these, these, that do these things. I always assumed like it was like, um, you know, D to F level actors who were, and, and, um, you know, people, movie staff that were doing these cons and it was like, there's a, you know, Richard Dreyfuss, like I mentioned earlier, Joe Dante, it's like, okay, that's like, that's the top of the heap right there. And so I'm a little, uh, overwhelmed by that, you know, because I don't feel comfortable going to Joe Dante and say, Hey, I've been a big fan of yours for years. Cause I know he gets in he's overwhelmed by that. You know, I don't want to be boring. <laughs>
4: um,
2: I don't want to bore him or overwhelm him or, or make him even more, um, um what how should i say um i don't want to tire him out because he's had that all day you know uh, right. so so it's it's just as overwhelming and i know a lot of the guests who meet him are the same way you know they're just as intimidated they don't want to ask the same questions or say the same things as other people they've a lot of them probably like looked into joe dante's and, and richard reifuses and, and other actors of that uh, other um figures of that sort to figure out uh you know what are their hobbies or what are the things apart from the directing that would be interesting to talk to them about you know so i kind of wouldn't be that way and if i'm not then i just don't even meet them at all you know sure so yeah so it's all new to me how did you get involved in in cons by the way i mean you, you've obviously very experienced with it how did that start for you guys
0: well so for me uh I went to my first con in 2019, Um, just being a massive horror fan. They finally, uh, so we live down here in uh, South Carolina and a convention called Carolina Fear Fest started up uh, about four years ago. And uh, me and my friends at the time were like, we're really big horror fans. Let's just go. And I didn't really know much about cons. I just saw, oh, wow, they have some of the actors there. Um, They had like Cousin It from the Addams family, the actor there for that. Um, And I was like, I don't know anything about cons, but let's just go. It sounds like fun. They got Miko Hughes from Pet Cemetery, And I showed up and it's just this big culture of, you know, yeah, you get to meet people that you admire and you watch in these movies. But you also like anytime I go to a con, I just instantly make like a million and one friends with all the people that uh, that I talk to. You'll just be standing in line waiting to meet someone. And you're just like, oh, hey, how are you? I hear you like this movie because you hear conversations from you know, all yeah. all fronts. And um, you know, from there it was kind of I took I didn't go back to a con for a few years, um, just because the pandemic hit not long after. But then last year, Carolina Fear Fest happened again, and I went back and I had such they had built it up and gotten more stars and you know, added things to it, and I just had the like the time of my life, and it was actually that con midway through it that I sat down at a restaurant and I said. I want to start a podcast about horror movies and have a podcast. that's like that community. So I, I came up with the idea and the name and I called Jason and I said, Jason, you want to get on board with this? Cause he's always been a curator of, of movies for me. Um, and that's, that's how this was born. And then ever since then, it's just, it's an addicting feeling going and meeting people that you admire like yourself and, you know, just being immersed in the, in the culture. Um, Jason what was your what was your foray into, into cons um we just
1: uh we just had a good time and actually um <clears throat> bucky was the one that got me into it um i've only been to one con um and the con that we went to in Columbia was uh, great and we met a lot of good people and i had never really gotten to meet some some of my kind of heroes or not even like heroes, but just like people that I love yeah. so much, like from different places. Um, And it, it's, it's just been fun. Like we've been, we've been doing this for about a year now. And the, the people that we can get on to our show are amazing. And I never thought that we could get people your caliber or any other caliber onto our show (laughs) i thought you know maybe like five people would listen to us or you know whatever like and we've just been we've just been at it for like a year um over a year and just the people that we've met um from different podcasts um and just everything like has just been amazing so it's it's great
2: that's awesome yeah i mean being able to attend these conventions and um interact with these guests personally uh has has really helped your podcast right so you've been able to build your guest roster and have some really interesting interesting subjects to talk about
0: for sure. And Absolutely. What's, what's always funny is the podcast ends up becoming like a bridgeway where we become like friends with these people. We actually just had the star of poultry, poultry guys on the show <laughs> a, really? few, a few weeks back. And now he's uh-huh. just, a, now he's just a buddy of ours and we just text with him and mess around. And, you know, I've, you know, I've gotten, had the honor to message you and, you know, talk a little bit and, um, you know, again just
2: yeah 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 yeah, that's cool i could see that building into like okay you feature them as a guest and then you have another topic coming up that your guest might be interested in and so they participate as a as a guest commenting on that i would be willing to do something like that that sounds pretty cool actually so yeah
1: um, it's it's absolutely a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um because we just you know all of the people that we've met everybody's like oh yeah let's let's you know get an episode on this let's uh do this movie or you know whatever and you know it's it's just a lot of fun it's Mm -hmm. it's this is this great community um and we're glad to have you on
0: oh yeah and we actually just did um i mentioned it earlier but Just last Thursday, we did a live podcast event where we sat in front of a crowd and we did interactive episodes where it was like a bracket war. Um, We're talking about what the best movie in each franchise was. And all of our friends and family came out and we just sat there and talked about horror and released them as live episodes. And it just it really just becomes like this big family where we just we all rally around this horror thing and mm. we just have a good time talking about it so it really is something special
2: awesome awesome yeah keep me in mind if you got any interesting episodes coming up absolutely um, yeah but feel free to reach out to me and ask me if i want to participate and i'd be i'd be happy to consider it
0: absolutely we would love it and i got oh, one, sure. one, one final question to end on this is the one from my mom uh cat right. hi kathy
2: uh, Kat. <laughs> either
0: or yeah and uh, she wanted to ask. So going back to ET being drunk, she wanted to ask how you learned to portray drunk in that scene at you know being a preteen. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So they put core into cores into an IV and then <laughs> stuck it into my arm. That the way they couldn't be accused of making me drink it. <laughs> All right, now, this is these are really stupid jokes. All no, right, that's uh, No, I mean Spielberg actually said one time in Starlog that in my audition, uh the first thing that came to mind when he saw my walk, which was different than than Pat's walk, which he had a more steady gait. He was like, Oh, he's he'd be perfect for the drunk scene. I could put him in other scenes too, but the drunk scene would be perfect because he has a kind of a waddle about him. And so basically, I mean, the long story short, cat is that I look like I'm drunk when I walk. It's just, just a natural characteristic of my walk when I walk on my hands. So that was it. There Didn't we go. have to
0: drink any cores at all. <laughs> there we go. The magic of filmmaking. Well, <laughs> all hey, right. Matt, it has been an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you on. And again, I, I have to say thank you because at Horror Hound, you mentioned to me like asking if you if like volunteering to be on the podcast and you know i i can't thank you enough for that and it's been an absolute pleasure getting to talk to you for the last seven months and to finally have this happen so just thank you thank you thank you for coming on and we we are happy to have you back anytime you would like
2: awesome i'll be happy to do it man i'm glad we finally got around to do it thank you kevin i appreciate it and thank you jason
0: absolutely yeah absolutely bud awesome all right
2: all right. Quit cigarettes. All right. There you go. I will try.
0: I will try. You heard it. You heard it from You're E.T. Welcome. himself. Yeah, you heard it from
2: E.T. himself, All right. So it's supposed to have some impact. All right. All right. I'll, I'll give,
4: it
0: give it a shot. shot. Uh, I'm
2: well, just well, breaking, your, uh, well, I'm we'll just breaking a... your balls. I've been drinking beer during this whole podcast. So I, hey, that's talking. the way to
0: do it. Well, we'll wrap it up here. This has been the Midnight Terrors podcast, everybody. Get in touch with us. Under Midnight Terrors Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, shoot us an email at midnightterrorspodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our T Public store if you want to pick up. Uh, I think you can actually see it. There's one of the shirts right there. Uh, so if you want to pick one of those up, you can, or shirts, or excuse me, stickers, or hoodies and shirts. And uh, thank you again, everybody who came out to our live event. We had the time of our lives doing that. And we love you all so much for coming on out. Y'all are awesome.
1: and And give uh, matt
0: an opportunity (laughs) oh yeah no we got you man (laughs) we got you um but then uh this is it for the month of october this is our big halloween episode and uh, we hope you all have enjoyed all the extra episodes that have come out this month and that's all i got matt um you got anything you want to plug or you got any shows coming up that you're going to be at anything you want to promote before we get out of here Actually, no, I've got no plugs whatsoever. Nothing on the
2: schedule. So no, wait, let's do it. It's, um, let's sign out
0: as, as you do. Absolutely. Well,
2: well hopefully we hopefully are going to we'll see you at a con
0: down here in SC.
2: <laughs> well, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm always, I'm always happy to do them, but you know, until then, you
0: no. Know, well, we'll put it. We'll put I'm it unemployed.
1: In <laughs> We'll put in a good word for you. All right.
2: Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Well, until Appreciate
1: then, we love you, and we'll do it again. We do. We love you, Thank you, Jason. Matt. Thanks all so right. much. This is the Terrorist
0: podcast. We'll see you all again soon. Peace. Okay. Bye, guys.